<laughs> Goat League Assemble! Welcome back to the CNC Goat League podcast. This week's episode is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches knows that you've got a lot to do in your day, and one thing you might not have time for is a smoke break. It invites you to imagine everything you could do if your hands were free. You could read up on starting your own podcast, design your own logo, and even talk while you record. Zen Nicotine Pouches. Stop losing and start zenning. Charles, <laughs> how are we doing this week? Hey, we I, I am in a different kind of zen after here. Uh, thank you for that. I, I, I needed it. I needed the... Uh, the type of Zen that you're talking about, not the same kind of Zen, but I will take it. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm sitting here on a little screwball whiskey myself right now. Oh, it is really whiskey bourbon season. Uh, in the evening, uh, morning, uh, probably a lovely day, uh, over here. Oh, it's it's brilliant! It's uh, it's absolutely gorgeous. It was sunny and seventy-five today. This is chilly and fifty-five this morning. So went on a little bike ride in the middle of the day. It's nice. Nice. Um, I am currently driving back from Raleigh Durham Chapel Hill area, so I I do have a couple couple uh, upper decky lip pillows uh, from our uh, good friends at Zen Nicotine Pouches uh, that I. Am enjoying on this uh, lovely drive home. Well, uh, I'm I'm sure it'll be even more lovely now, and uh, we want to thank our sponsors for uh, everything they've <laughs> done for us. Um, we're we're also uh, we're also going to and continue to 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 gain new sponsors. So be on the lookout for that. Um, without further ado. We're going to go ahead and get into it, talk our usual, um, you know, beginnings. We're going to have a, a special guest on the uh, on the pod today. Um, a lot of people uh, yep. want to hear from him. And that's all I'll say. So um, let's start off this. Uh, let's start off the pod by discussing how we're feeling. And I'll let you go first about the current state of uh, House Drag. Well, um, shit has officially hit the fan. We now gotten a little older uh, we recapped last week um the episode was pretty much all at um at uh damn i'm forgetting the uh, basically where the valerians are. dragonstone um, at dragonstone for the funeral um and during that a lot happened charles i mean we've basically got the kids uh, you know, Renera's kids were outed as being not Valerian. They are uh, bastard children. Um, we had one of the one of the kids of Illicit was cut in the eye, gonna lose his eye because um, he was fucking around with the uh, the Valerian kids and Renera's kids, and they. Uh, sliced his eye right open and um yeah i, I think it's gonna be insane also uh what what is renera's gay husband's name i i didn't know if you caught the end of that episode but oh yeah he, he rides off and on the on little canoe or boat or whatever you want to call it he's definitely um, gonna he's definitely gonna make his way back in we'll, we'll, we'll definitely see him again oh he won't have a problem making his way in anyway yeah, probably through the back uh, door, if you know what I mean. Yeah, then the back door of the plot, of course, you mean. But, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. There was there was a lot going on. Finger popping um, each other's ears. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I saw you behind the door. You were finger popping each other's ears. <laughs> oh, God. If y'all know what we're talking about, it'll be funny. If not, you're going to just think we're normal as uh wasn't being as weird as we always are, but um, <laughs> I forgot what I was where I was going with that. But uh, you know, I, homeboy's eye looks like a catcher's mitt, uh, and he <laughs> said it was okay because he got the dragon. And the funny thing is, they always say dragons pick their their riders, so he really didn't get anything. He he didn't have to have that eye. 
Yeah, he's got, he's got the he's got the oldest, biggest dragon out there. So um, as we get ready for this civil war that's going to happen, um, it's it'll be interesting. I, I think next episode he gets older again, and, and that's the last time jump of the series. Uh, yeah. So going to be something to look forward to. Yeah, what's it? You said time jump. I think it's what is it? Seven years, maybe. Yeah, I think it's um, like seven to ten years. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, after I've seen some 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 photographs recently, it might be time uh, to turn Team Green, Team, team Olivia. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So uh, just something for y'all to to look into uh, the goats out there. Um, but did you get a chance to? start any or or do any other kind of viewing on on television uh not not this past week um you know with my sister's wedding and whatnot was wrapped up in that last night i did watch um an oldie but a goodie uh just to get you know every now and then i'll watch a movie that really inspires me and, and you know puts me in a good place for you know work and life and i watch scarface and you know one thing Tony Montana says at the beginning, you know, the world is yours, Chico, and everything in it. So, you know, as young Jeezy said, the world is yours and everything in it. You got to get out there, get on your grind and get it. That is inspirational. Hell, they also say every dog has its day and and you got to become a dog before you can have your day and uh, and and you got your dog out too so win for a win yeah, we did do that <laughs> every day above ground is a good day oh <laughs> uh, well hey, the, the sun the sun shines on a dog's ass but the the sun won't shine on a dog's ass if you don't get up and grind hey and 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 I can't really say add anything more to that. I think that, that says everything that needs to be said. Um, so we'll hop in to the recap as we uh, we saw some teams really grind out a uh, W this week. And uh, the closest matchup of the week between two former Sackos, uh, Connor beats Nunnery by four, um, even with Tough a lackluster battle. performance from Lamar. Yeah, uh, very lackluster um, late game interception. I thought made it may have uh, got Nunnery a little victory there, but you know, Nunnery's team is just he just can't quite put together the lineup needed. Uh, you know, we we talked we talked trash on Darnell Mooney, and last week he goes out and puts eleven points up. It would have gave it would have gave Nunnery the win over Connor. Um, so I feel bad because he had to play Amari Cooper and then he puts up one point. If he plays Mooney like he did the week before, Nunnery has a win. So that's two wins that Nunnery could possibly have back-to-back weeks where it's just the wrong wide receiver in there. Well, just think about it. Think about it this way. Darnell Mooney now has like four of uh, Justin Fields' 30-some completions for the entire year. Yeah, and we're and, saying and, what we're saying. So that's nuts. And, you know, I know there's a lot of Baker backlash and Matt Rule backlash, but Panther fans out there, it could be worse. You could have Justin Fields. And I think I think Justin Fields is terrible. Yeah, and we're not paying anybody like we're paying him as far as QB perspective. Right. You know, we're get, we got a exactly. quote-unquote deal that we were like, well, fuck it, we'll try it out, you know? Right. Um, and – and we and uh, it's so far the experiments going less than stellar, but um, you know when you look at Connor's team, though, I mean Eagles defense really, really is doing big things, and they're second ranked defense in fantasy, and I mean that got him the win this week, really. Um, and you know Chris Olave the end zone, his rookie wide receiver, that was a great great pick, great um, pick. And like you said for Nunnery, I mean he's going to get Keenan Allen back. Kamara back. He'll probably fall into starting Mooney this week, and Lord knows Mooney will probably, you know, put up a catch for 20 yards or something. But um, but we'll see, man. I hope he can write the ship, man. I, I, I don't want him – I don't want him going anywhere. I need, I need him staying relevant. Like, he, he made the playoffs last year. Yeah, great year last year. 
there's still plenty of time to turn it around. We've seen crazier things. I've seen, um, I think Jordan started 0 and 3 or 0 and 4 last year and then reeled off seven or eight in a row. Like, it season's yep. far from over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some, you're some right. would and say we're only a quarter of the way through. Some, some might say I'm the mathematician. <laughs> um, but uh, I think Marquise Brown is really starting to hit his stride, especially for, uh, you know, the time that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be out last three weeks, 11 targets, 17, 11. That's like wide receiver one numbers. And yep. could he be doing even better? Um, no favors as he goes against the Eagles defense this week, but more to come on that later. Um, let's get into the, the next matchup. You know, we said Nunnery slipped 0-4. Connor moved to 3-1. and uh, We're going to take a look at uh, – at two of the better performers of the week, uh, two best performances of the week. Um, uh, excuse me, two of the three. Jordan beats Mooney, 164 to 140. Uh, insane. Um, another Mooney type of loss that he he kind of has each year, where he's putting up a ton of points, but just goes against somebody that is just on it that week. And, and Jordan talk about a team that was 0-3 staring in the same hole that Nunnery's been staring in looking at 0-4 and uh, the Jared Goff waiver wire pickup of the week uh, put up 33 points Eckler called it on the pod gets back in the end zone thrice um, three times Damian Pierce who might be the best young running back right now in the league, man. Um, yeah. And he's in a great position. Great, great position. Um, to get work anyway. Yeah, Lovey Smith loves the good running backs, um, as he had them in, in Chicago and, and whatnot. I mean, talk about that. And then, you know, Romeo Doves. Um, nice. If he catches that touchdown pass, Jordan's probably got 180 points. That's right. Yep, and he and he still did have a touchdown. He could have had two, um, and on eight targets back to back weeks. I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers is getting more and more comfortable with him. I think you know that'd be a good long term play for him. Um, yeah. And Mike Evans obviously got force fed the ball after they were getting annihilated. So that's a little, maybe uh, a little inflated number there. But either way, I mean Brady's going to throw to Mike Evans a lot. You got to feel good about that if you're Jordan, especially getting him in a trade. For sure. Um, but Jordan moves to one and three, Mooney to two and two. Um, next matchup we're going to discuss was actually the highest point scorer of the week, Adam Craven, our uh, defending champion, who I believe started 0-3 last year and has won something, including playoffs in this year, like, I don't know, like 14 of his last 18 games or something. Insane streak he's going on. <laughs> yeah. So he has 169, which is extra nice, um, yeah, to nice. Licks 91. Um, what, do you, what do you got to say here? I, I got to say I was wrong about Craven's team. I said, you know, he's proven me wrong twice about, you know, his potential team total points. Um, he's done it twice this year, almost 170 points. I was wrong, and I, I, I'm a man, and I'll admit it when I'm wrong. Um, you know, Edwards Hilaire, huge week. Josh Jacobs came out of the damn nowhere, huge week. Guess how many carries he had, speaking of coming how, out of nowhere. How many? 28. Damn. You, you think he played Kansas City Chiefs running back back in 2003 with those guys? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jamal uh, Charles, Priest Holmes. Yeah. Exactly. Travis Kelsey, huge week. Debo, you know – Debo's an anomaly. Like, I didn't think Debo had that crazy of a game, but he he's Debo, and he made one hell of a catch and then avoided three tackles and ran it in for that uh, for that touchdown in the, uh, the Niners game. Um, and, you know, that's just what he does. So, uh, but, you know, Lick on the other side, kind of a dismal week outside of Herbert. Didn't really have much production, especially when – Gerald Everett's top three in your scoring. Um, that's probably not a good sign. So I, I expect Lick to bounce back and, and be okay as, as the season continues. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I like his I like his bench pieces. J.K. Dobbins is back. He looks good. Um, you know, he left a 20-piece on the bench there. It wouldn't have mattered. Um, you know, he's got a Rashad White for the Bucks. I think he'll be a good backup, and he gets a lot yeah. of swing passes. Um, yeah. Isaiah McKenzie, even. We talked about that being a good waiver pickup. I mean, yeah. you, you got Jamison Crowder out for a long time. He kind of fills that that role. And um, So, anywho, Craven is 3-1. and one. Lick is in the middle of that, you know, league log jam at 2-2. Two and two. Right there in the middle. Uh, we'll go to me versus Paul. Uh, shameless plug here, but a battle of two former champions. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, on Paul's side, I was a little bit worried uh, on Fournette, Mahomes, uh, going into the, the weekend. Uh, you know, I thought maybe that they could go off and, and catch me. Um, George Kittle, man, he, he looks okay, but, like, fantasy-wise, and I know he's been hurt, too. It's just been rough for Paul, and I think – you know, obviously that plays a role in him being one and three. Um, uh, on the bench, you know, he's got some guys that I think are going to elevate, like uh, Tyler Algier, who actually drafted and dropped. Um, but in this matchup, you know, Burrow did enough. Stevenson kind of put up a little double digits. And um, same thing with my receivers. But obviously, you know, TJ Monsterson won the week for me. I mean, that guy had a steroid eating bonanza that morning. Yeah. Uh, he probably won't have a week like that again this season, maybe even in his career, but it was fun to watch. And the, and the Lions are probably my favorite team to watch uh, week in and week out. They continually put on a show. Um, and uh, it, it's fun to watch for sure. You know, uh, I, I like Cordell Sutton getting in the end zone. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, good pickup for you, Charles. That's going to be a one-two punch, especially now that we kind of don't know the quarterback situation and Bilicek is not afraid. He might show up running the damn veer next week if he if he has to. He might. Um, you know, and, and you know, that's something to, to kind of look at, you know, with Harris and, and Stevenson. Those could be solid pickups right there. Uh, but, you know, I think with Paul's team – I think the Chiefs are hitting their stride. You got Mahomes. Um, obviously, Fournette told us he was going to get in the end zone. We called it again on the pod. And then, uh, you know, being able to have a healthy George Kittle, like you said, is going to be the X factor for uh, for Paul's team moving forward. Yeah, and I, I like uh, after this week, because they play Carolina, um, who's actually got a good defense, especially, I think, against yeah. tight ends. I could be wrong. Um but uh, then they got Atlanta, Kansas City, the Rams again, the Chargers, the Cardinals. I mean, Kittle goes on a good streak there, so I think he'll be okay. Um, I think he'll be just fine. But uh, anyway, I, I, I ended up pulling it off by uh, around 15 points. I moved to 3-1. and one. Uh, Paul moves to 1-3. and three. Uh, So uh, we got you and Weston next. Uh, Weston losing streak here. Um you beat him 89 to 79. Uh, I guess I'll ask you first since it was your matchup. How, how, what do you think happened here? I mean, I think, I think Weston just had an off week. To be honest with you, if you go look at total points, um, the worst team in the league is, is Nunnery right now. I have one more point than Nunnery does. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm sitting at two wins, Charles, and, and sometimes – you know, it's just about matchups in the, in this game that we call uh, fantasy football, and, and I've been real fortunate to um, to to get off two wins in a row and and be able to, or excuse me, two out of the last three, and um, be able to, to be in that log jam. Uh, I, I'm really fortunate because uh, I'm not really sold on my team. I'm going to be honest. Um, I, obviously, I, I think Weston is is one of the front runners to win the league this year. Um, but, you know, we, we said he wouldn't lose a game until, like, week six. He may be at three losses, and we'll get into that later, um, moving into week six. So, just something yeah, to, yeah. to kind of keep our eyes looking towards. But, um, you know, as far as my team goes, I, I like what Rodgers did. I didn't think he played a great game, but he kind of showed that he's going to have a big game coming up. I don't think it'll be in London this week, but as the season moves forward, uh, I, I'm, I'm optimistic. Joe Mixon, I'm optimistic. Um, 
you know, obviously T. Higgins is is a wide receiver one right now uh, in, yep. in fantasy. Yep. In fantasy, team. I, he would be the best receiver on any NFL team except for about four teams. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah, he's he a just big, happens he's to be awesome on one. Guy. He just happens to be on one of them. Yep. Exactly. You're right. I mean. They're, they're as, as good of a one-two punch as there is in the league. I mean, it's like them, Tyreek, and Waddle, and then, like, I don't know who else even really comes close. I mean, Justin Jefferson and Thielen, no. Thielen's not even Thielen anymore, really. Right. So, I don't know, man. I think, unfortunately, Michael Carter's kind of role is diminishing there for you. So, but you've got Damian Harris ready to go. Um, he's probably going to get double-digit carries a week with that one-two punch like you talked about. I think he had 18 carries last week. Um, and, 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 damn uh, it, damn it, and damn it, ETN uh, is getting in the fucking end zone this week. Mark my damn words. He's getting <laughs> in the, the end zone this week. <laughs> that was the only one last week that we, uh, we called that didn't happen, actually. So, uh, I'm with you, and they're playing the Texans, so mark it down. <laughs> um, so obviously DeAndre Swift not playing, you know that plays a factor for Weston. He'll he'll get him back, and that'll help out a lot. I think when Van Jefferson comes back in the fold, it will help because they do not yeah. want to throw the ball to the man they paid to come over, Allen Robinson, for whatever reason. They're just not going to look at him. Well, um, you know, watching that game, Charles. Um, watching that game, the Rams game on Monday night. The what I Allen Robinson ever since that ACL or, or broken leg, I forget what it was, but he doesn't have that same explosive step that he had before. I, I think he's cooked. Yeah, I think he is. I think he is cooked in the sense of route running. Like, I think he's still the guy they want to throw a jump ball up to. So he's their red right. zone guy. Uh, but so is Cooper Cup with all the little dink and dunks and Higby. But they, I, my point is. The only time they throw the man is if they're in the red zone or if it's a go right. up and get it desperation, um, which Stafford's just not throwing lots of. It's a little dink and dunk bullshit, um, which, you know, we'll see how that, that goes. Maybe Stafford's still healing a little bit too, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, Hurts kind of had an off week. He's been outstanding for fantasy, so he'll be fine. He's like third quarterback overall in fantasy. Um, so let's look at the last matchup. It was Allen. Nasty game. It was a nasty weather game. So that. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was the nastiest of the week. Um, but like you said, you're two and two. Weston's two and two, and we got our last game, which was the second closest game of the week, uh, right at with the other. Uh, Allen wins 120 to 115, and now we have no undefeated teams left. Kind of crazy. It is, and it's only week four. Usually there's, like, one person that will, like, start at, like, 4-0 or 5-0, and I feel like, and then they'll kind of get brought back down to earth. But this year – It's not uh, – yeah, it's not anarchy. It's just the GOAT League. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, only uh, 5.6 points, uh, and Allen still has a solid week of 120 um, Jerry Judy finally got going. Uh, Jamal Williams, I mean, dude – He's like running. He's running back three in fantasy, and I know he's done a lot of that with DeAndre Swift hurt. But first two games he had eleven and twelve carries. So yep, the, yeah, he's, he's super uh, relevant. He's, he's proven himself to be um, a, a solidified starter on fantasy teams until further notice. Um, you know, like you said, the the Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Jalen Hurts, th- those are washes to me just because the weather was nasty. Um, yep. But on Vic's side, it, it's good to see Russell Wilson have three touchdowns. Um, you know, Barkley's doing what Barkley did a few years back before the injuries. That really, really positive to see. He looks um, great. And he, and he, Mark Andrews didn't have the game that he that he usually has. So, uh, you know. I kind of credit that that loss a little bit to Mark Andrews not being on average there. Right. Two and a half points after two touchdowns the week before. Um, but he did get 28 Sanders, which he's probably not having maybe one or two more times max. Um, right. And then Brees Hall, 14.8, and he's only getting more usage. And I think they're only getting competent at, at, uh, on the offense. So, and he's a he's a freak prospect. So watch out for Brees Hall to be a big X factor on on Vic's team potentially. 
Um, and although Vikram did, Keeper didn't have a good week, uh, CeeDee Lamb uh, had a great week for Allen. Uh, gets in the end zone, has eight targets. Uh, he's had 11, 11, 12, eight targets, even with, uh, you know, uh, his QB Cooper, uh, Cooper in there. And uh, no rush to bring in Dak. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I would say, and uh, I'll tell you, if you love Rush and Rush music, then uh, and and Cooper Rush is your Tom Sawyer, then and call Dak Uckleberry. (laughs) (laughs) While I walk myself out to uh, hang a noose, um, listen to our featured program. Charles, Kyle, what's up, man? How's it going? Going well. Um, just another day in good old North Carolina. Well, I'm here in uh, cloudy, gray Brooklyn, New York. It's, it's uh, about that time of year where you're getting that that uh, that Seattle type weather. We're putting our, our AC wall units away for the season. We're breaking out our, our space heaters because the, uh, you know, landlord hasn't turned on the heat just yet. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we're getting by. That's, that honestly sounds lovely, though. I, I love a good space heater. <laughs> yeah, you know, mine is actually, you know, built to warm up the whole room rather than just like near your feet so it, it doesn't really give you that that feel that you're looking for where you know you um, get, get the nice toasty feeling rather than like you know it's a slow burn and in 45 minutes you're, you're you can't breathe because it's too hot in your room you know <laughs> <laughs> it's like a smoke bomb yeah yeah what you been up to what have i been up to um I went to the Yankee game last weekend trying to catch that Aaron Judge, uh, you know, record setter. But uh, unfortunately, uh, they were pitching around him the, the whole game. Gosh, so. they can't. They, that's what they. they uh, I saw the stat, Vic, where it was like the amount of walks that he's had since he's hit 60 mm-hmm. was like more than double when he had uh, like in the 40s or something like that. Uh, it's like obvious that they're not trying to give up a home run. Hey, bro, but that's what happens when you uh, slugger like him, right? Barry Bonds, yeah. the walk when the base is loaded, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's some shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, so where where did you sit at the game? Uh, where where were you where were you positioned? Uh, down the um, right base between like right plate base and home plate, uh, second level up. So. Um, you know, few, few rows back, but it was a nice, nice view. You could actually see, you know, the ball and the batter and all that stuff. So it wasn't, wasn't too bad. Hey man, if they make the world series, uh, I may need a place to crash. Oh yeah. Is that right? I want to sure. go to a game as long as it's not the Mets. And I think I could afford a, a ticket, you know, um, if they're playing, you know, somebody outside of the Mets. Yeah. Could you imagine? Oh, a Yankees Subway Mets, Series, Subway World series would be epic. <laughs> it would be. It'd be like Carolina. It, well, to an, a proximity wise, it'd be like a Carolina Dukes. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, damn. Yeah. If you stay with Vic, you definitely have to get the space heater room. <laughs> <laughs> get ready. Um. <laughs> say what, Vic? I said, get ready. Yeah. So. We'll transition into just quickly talking about uh, something that I know all of the Goat League listeners have been waiting with bated breath, and that is uh, your Sacco punishment. Walk us through, you know, what you're thinking and and uh, what you think your biggest obstacles will be and any strategies. All right, so for my Sacco punishment, I have uh, agreed to uh, do my what do you want? What do you want to call it? Dollar menu, value menu challenge, what, what have you? Yes. Uh, at the um, Hatchet McDonald's uh, that Charles shared that, that video <laughs> last week. Uh, now, this Delancey Street McDonald's is actually, uh, you know, famous citywide. 
they say, you know, I was trying to look for some tweets. I should have prepared a little more, but I think I saw something saying like anybody who wants to run for the mayor of New York must do a 24 hour shift at the, at, you know, at the Delancey Street McDonald's. Uh, you know, <laughs> Delancey Street McDonald's are up there with our first responders in terms of the employees and the shit that they deal with, you know, uh, wow. those those types of things. So, um, you know, what I propose to Charles is I'm going to go there on a on a weekend popular night and, uh, you know, a Friday. Let's say maybe I'll go there uh, sometime after work around dinner time, and uh, basically, if uh, you know this McDonald's hellhole, uh, you know, turns uh, you know turns different, you know, at, at nighttime, the goal is to, you know, not only eat my food but get out of there before the shit hits the fan. So, <laughs> and I'm uh, willing to document uh, not only what I'm eating, uh, you know, in the group me or the snapchat or what have you but i'll also try to document any of the uh, people watching uh you know homeless people smoking cigarettes inside crazy shit that could be going on uh you know uh that that uh you know i may be uh, a part of or more may be able to see so vic uh this uh this description of this particular mcdonald's kind of has me uh hoping that maybe your fight or flight you know, does kick in, you might be able to eat more than your body would allow. Just just burning off those kind of endorphins and whatnot, um, you might be able to kick it into a different gear and, and get out of there and, uh, the correct the same time. That's the plan. That's the plan, right? I, a little bit extra motivation, but also a little bit of extra uh, entertainment for y'all since uh, my SACO has been a little, a little delayed this year. I love it. Better late than better late than never. We all knew you were going to get it done, but uh, now now it's fun to kind of anticipate the the scenario that it's going to be in. So I'm I'm excited to uh, to see this documentation. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, do you have any strategies as far as you know what what specific food you think you're trying to eat? Are you more of a, a crispy chicken guy? Are you more of a, uh, a a burger guy? What are you thinking there? Uh, you know, to be honest, uh, it's not necessarily what I like to eat, but rather what's gonna get me out of there the quickest, right? Sure. So, um, I have a feeling that I'm gonna become a nugget guy pretty quickly, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many nuggets I get for, a, you know, maybe a four piece or a six piece nugget. I mean, you know, I, potentially I could eat, uh, you know, 20 nuggets and hit five of my items right there. Right. Right. Uh, some fries, you know, possibly a couple of small fry. Um, hopefully I'm not there in time for hash browns, but I do like myself a good McDonald's hash brown. I'm not going to lie to you, but I probably can't eat more than two or three of those. Um, D dessert does count as well so i mean if you threw in maybe a um maybe a soft serve in there to kind of switch it up i mean i feel like that would be pretty easily digested and, and quick yeah you know i'm looking at the one two three dollar menu on uh, mcdonald's website and i don't see any soft serves on here that, they're not giving me any layups jeez you know, yeah, someone may have made a call a to the manager yeah, right. Hopefully there'll be a, a local <laughs> local uh, call here from the, the franchisee. But, hey, it, yeah, it, maybe, it, is, it look like I'm going into McChicken and McDouble mode. <laughs> it, it is McDonald's, so we do know the ice cream machine is, is usually down. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, Vic, it says, uh, I was looking on Yelp for this location, and the first review I came across, they will fuck up your order in some way. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that you got to fight the employees if you want any sauce or nuggets. Oh, man. You got to get the sweet and spicy. I mean, that's got to be available. <laughs> You're hoping so. I, I don't believe this Yelp uh, health score of A either, by the way. So <laughs> you, might, you might get some glass shards in your meal if you're there that night with the hatch and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I saw another one that said, like, there was lots of women in skimpy clothes outside, and they should know this is a dangerous area of town. <laughs> uh, yeah, Yelp review uh, user 3345. They are skippy clothing, clothing because those are prostitutes. <laughs> Did they have wool clothing? Did they have uh, big jackets uh, to cover their skippy clothing? What time of year was this? Uh, it was Frank Lucas there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> man, 
That's good. Well, uh, well, Vikram, uh, obviously, we, we wish you the best um, as you complete this. And we definitely, you know, want to see the documentation. We want to see what you see. We want to see um, maybe maybe you, you even struggle a little bit, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll, uh, although I'm not a much of a Snapchat user and, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, necessarily that active in, in the chat, I'll definitely be, uh, be, be even oversharing, uh, during my time. Yes, you have to for your, for your own sanity and for ours. <laughs> Good. Um, well, Vikram, before we, uh, we let you get off to a, a nice, uh, a New York evening dinner, um, We'd like to we'd like to see if you have any locks of the week for us as our guest. Yeah, so lock of the week. Let's see. Um, to be honest, I I haven't done my full due diligence, but the one matchup in our league that really stood out to me, you know, I didn't want to pick uh, you know, whoever against Nunnery, you know, to have an easy one this week. So I'm gonna take. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I really like what I saw from Allen's team last week, especially what he was able to do with, what, four fumbles against that Eagles defense with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think against uh, Houston, he's going to have a bounce-back game, and we're going to see what you know, made Jacksonville an, an early um, surprise again. Uh, Derrick Henry against Washington, I think that team is dog shit, so I, I, I like that matchup <laughs> there as well. And then, you know, Jamal Williams is, is really uh, – you know, surprising number one that he's the number three fantasy running back right now. Yeah. But you know, taking advantage of those extra carries with, with um, uh, Swift being out. So, I'm gonna call Allen uh, the lock of my week uh, against Delaney needs a Walker. Two and two, both teams fighting for early playoff positioning. I think this is gonna be a, a big win track for Allen and Julio's TDs. Julio zeros TDs. Julio. Julio <laughs> yeah. <Hooli> zero. <laughs> It's um, funny. That would be three losses in a row for Weston after a hot start. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, and speaking of hot starts, man, you you've completely turned it around from last year's team to what you got this year. Um, did you change kind of how you drafted this season, or did you just kind of trust your gut and say, you know, there's a few guys like Miles Sanders that I I believe are going to turn it around. Yeah, you, you, you know, that's, that's a great question. Um, when you have a Mark Andrews as your keeper year over year, first of all, it's, it's good to know you don't have to worry about that tight end position and having to either, yeah. you know, overpay for one of the two, three guys or basically get stuck with a question mark week over week. So that, that's a nice hole to plug in. And then from there, you know, my strategy was focus on the running backs. You know, you can never have too many. That's why, you know, um, you know with Javante Williams, being done for the year I'm not you know I'm not fucked like somebody else would be if they lost their first round running back because I have Miles Sanders who can now go from RB3 to RB4 right and right. RB is still there right so um, in terms of uh, you know Miles Sanders I mean that's just a guy that you know zero touchdowns last year with how many touches that's just a regression to the mean that he was going to be able to you know rack him up this year if anything zero he already has three you know I think it could be uh, you know, on pace for double-digit touchdowns, frankly, the way they were running the ball last year and so far this year. So I would say it's, you know, running back heavy. Uh, Dallas Goddard, my, my backup tight end, by the way, uh, is on the block. This is a, a tight end <laughs> who, um, you know, is, is uh, above between 7.5 and, and, and uh, 10.7 points per game every single week for the first four weeks, and that's my backup tight end. So... Uh, you know, if you need someone consistent, I'm looking for a, or a wide receiver or really anybody who can upgrade my team. So this is just a, a call out to the, the fellow managers if, if you're uh, looking to dabble into trade early in the season. And that's a that's a great pitch. Um, he, Goddard has been uh, he's exceeded expectations for sure from that position. And uh, like like you said, with Mark Andrews, man, it having that dependable tight end opens up the rest of the squad so much uh, for, for you to be able to plug and play how you want to and not have to worry about where am I going to get these seven to eight points every week. So um, I know I, I felt the wrath of Mark Andrews when we had our matchup a couple weeks ago. Um, I think in the first quarter, he had like two of their three touchdowns. Mm -hmm. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, well, shit, here it goes again. So – 
Um, that definitely, uh, for those out there that need a tight end, guys, you, you might be seeing a trade request from me, uh, Vic. So just be on the lookout. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good to hear. And, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious too. I forget whether it's uh, Connor or Paul, who's the league historian, but I think uh, a little. A little quieter this year in, in the trade chatter than, than ever before. Only one executed trade in the, you know, the first five five weeks here, or four four five weeks. I'm curious if, uh, you know, that that's going to pick up in the second half of the season. Very good point. I think we see it ramp up a little bit. Maybe not this week, but in the weeks to come, in the next two to three weeks, you know, we'll always have a couple that last week before the trade deadline. Something about just having a deadline makes everybody get a little antsy. It's like, well, I can't do it later. Um, sure. So that'll be interesting, and then you know, in, more injuries will unfold. But um, well, before before we let you go, Vic, um, you got any last words you want to say to the to the goats out there, or um, or do you want to tell us where you're eating tonight? One of the two. <laughs> uh, I'm headed to Crown Heights in in Brooklyn, and I am going to uh, Barbantino, which is a uh, Neapolitan pizza spot. So, uh, you know, we'll see, uh, you know, as I told Charles before, the reason why I didn't want to do my, uh, Sacco earlier is I'm trying to fit into the soup for this wedding next week, but, uh, we'll see if we're, you know, we're going to do the, the two pizzas, the two Neapolitan pizzas, you know, which aren't too big, or maybe we'll pivot and get a little like, uh, you know, Caesar salad on the side or, or, or something else. So I'll uh, stay tuned, stay tuned on, on what's, what's for dinner tonight. Okay. I will definitely stay tuned. And speaking of the, the fitting into the suit, uh, I've confirmed via Yelp, they do not have gluten-free pizza. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, well, enjoy your ne- Neapolitan experience and, uh, and, and good luck this week, man. Thanks for coming on. And we're back. I cannot wait to see... Uh, what what Vikram is able to accomplish on that Sacco mission, uh, that, that Sacco mission, excuse me. I've had a bit too much scrutiny. But, yeah, it was good talking to him. Uh, well, let's quickly run through the standings, and then we'll get into the, uh, the week preview. Um, you know, we kind of covered this already, but we got three teams, or excuse me, is it three and one? Uh, we got uh, five teams at two and two, two at one and three, and one at oh and four. Um, and amongst those teams that are up there, you know, Craven, Mooney, and uh, Connor have really killed in points, especially the last few weeks. So um, total points, Craven is quite ahead right now. So something to keep out with is that's a partial payout. Um, for quickly is just the waivers. Um, not a lot of, like, craziness as usual, but um, we had Mike Boone getting picked up after yeah. uh, devastating Javante Williams injury. Um, we had Geno Smith getting picked up by Kyle to replace Jameis's broke back. Um, I picked up Latavius Murray uh, to see what could happen there in the Denver backfield. Uh, Gallup was scooped up, uh, galloped his way onto Big Licks team, and uh, a few other insane pickups from yours truly. Um, but Kyle, any, any response to that before we hop into the preview? <laughs> Uh, I, th- I think the pickup um, that was made for Javante Williams um, replacement is is huge because Melvin Gordon can't hold on to the football. I think he had negative uh, fantasy points last week on Paul's bench. Um, so that's just something to kind of look forward to. Um, who got him? Uh, sorry, yeah, Jordan got Mike Boone, and I got Latavius yep. Murray. I mean, Latavius Murray was just – uh, played like 11 rushes for the Saints in London. And <laughs> now he's on the cover. So we'll see. It's more of a let's see what happens because the waiver wire is disgusting. Yeah, it's, um, I, I think that's a good pickup. And, and, you know, Charles, I had to pick up Geno just with um, Jameis kind of being injured. And Geno Smith is a top seven fantasy quarterback right now. Uh, he's, leading the league. he's leading the league in completion percentage. And I believe he's top five in touchdowns and um, maybe even in total yards. I mean, he's got more yards than Russell Wilson. So we might be seeing a little Pete Carroll. Um, hey, Russell, guess what? It, it was me, not you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, 
I'm with you there. I mean, if you think about like his, like look at Russell's completion percentage, his like worst year in Seattle and his first four games this year. Now I know a lot of that's transitioning to a new team, but just think about it. Yeah. Um, well, no, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. So we're just going to move on into the week preview. <laughs> uh, we have some big matchups this week, week five. Um, let's 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 kick it off with what I think is an intriguing matchup because um, it's a one and three versus two and two big matchup. Still pretty good teams in my opinion. We got uh we got Lick and Jordan. Uh, what, what do you think here? Yeah, this is this one's intriguing. Uh, after what Jordan did last week, I've totally turned my opinion on how this matchup will go. Um, especially after what Lick did last week. Obviously, we'll, we'll see. I think golf Herbert will kind of balance each other out uh, as far as points go. Really like what I saw with Eckler, but I think Aaron Jones gets in the end zone this week in, in London. It's going to be a run-heavy game, in my opinion. Um, you know, coming off that travel and whatnot, I think they want to keep it on the ground early. Something to look at. Uh, I said Etienne's going to get in the end zone, so I don't know about James Robinson, but, you know, they're going to have to throw the ball Houston Jacksonville. So I do like Brandon cooks here. Um, I think this is going to be a close matchup, but I'm going to give the edge here to Jordan. I really like what uh, dubs did last week. Obviously Pierce and Eckler was a good one, two punch for Jordan. And then um, I'm going to call it on the pot. Elijah Moore touchdown this weekend is happening. And Darren Waller touchdown this weekend is happening. Uh, going to give the slight edge to Jordan this week. What do you got, Charles? Uh, I think it's funny that Elijah Moore is dire- directly lined up across from Garrett Wilson on the matchup sheet here. Um, yeah. g- going head-to-head as as Jet brethren this weekend. But, um, you know, I'd like – I mean, honestly, man, it's so close that it may just come down to does Darren Waller actually perform and get the end zone Monday night because, you know, he I, I, Lick has had great – luck or skill or whatever to call by having Gerald Everett. Um, and if he can, you know, get in the end zone and perform, he's been number five to, uh, tight end in fantasy. So uh, I, I don't know. I think if, uh, I think if Darren Waller can get in the end zone, then, uh, then Jordan will win. And if not, I, I, I think it takes it this week. I literally think it's going to be that close um, of yeah. a matchup, should I say. Um, so, yeah, uh, but ultimately I'm going to take Jordan because I agree. I think Waller's scoring. I was going to say that actually. Um, so that that would be big for Jordan uh, coming off an 0-3 start who went two in a row. Um, so let, let's take a look at uh, you and Paul, which Connor so affectionately referred to as, that. I think, the fuckboy ball. Yeah, I don't know why Connor said that. Maybe because he's married with a kid, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Um. But uh, this this is an intriguing matchup as well, just because of, uh, you know, Paul's team's underperformed, you know, call it what you want. Um, right now, the, the fantasy spread has it as Paul 9.8 favorites. I kind of like, I, I actually kind of agree with that. I think Paul finally gets it together this week. I think he puts up about 125, 130 points. Um, and I think he wins pretty easily. Um, I just don't know if I got enough firepower this, this season, Charles. Um, I don't think T Higgins scores after the last two weeks he's had. I'm not really sold on Bateman. And uh, obviously Kyle Pitts is not who we thought he was. And, um, you know, with Paul's team, George Kittle going against the Panthers. Yes, they have a great defense, but it is the Panthers. And that game could get ugly fast. Yeah. I like I like Ezekiel Elliott, like Fournette, what he's done the last week. And I said it earlier on the pod, the Chiefs are rolling right now. And, and what better way to go in than, than a team that's uh, one and three against the Raiders? Some more points. If you make it pretty close this week, um, I don't think it'll be like a blowout, but at least going into Monday night and then it could be. Thanks. Um, but no, I'm just saying like, I think Patrick – I think that game will have too many of scoring. Like, Patrick Mahomes and Devontae, like, I think 
they're just going to do too much that, you know, you'd have to have a very sizable league going into Monday night to be fair. Um, right. So, I mean, if you go into Monday night with anything less than, you know, 30-point lead, which sounds crazy to say, but um, I guess by looking at it, it's not crazy. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think Mahomes is going to have a good game versus, versus the Raiders. If Devontae can score a t- couple touchdowns, then that'll, that could potentially – make it a bit of a, a blowout, but, um, you know, and I, I didn't write this down on the, uh, little pregame notes, but, um, I've, uh, <laughs> I've actually got Paul as my lock of the week more so because he's due. Fair enough. Um, so just for me needing to get a lock of the week correctly, cause I can't pick one to save my damn life. So I had to, Pick one this week uh, and actually think about it. Let's see. We got Allen and Weston next, which is, you know, huge. One team that's kind of slightly trending down right now. One key team that's, you know, a little trending up. Um, what do you, what's your prediction? Yeah, this is going to be my lock of the week. I'm actually taking Allen here. I think Trevor Lawrence bounce back game uh, against Houston. I love what Jamal Williams has been able to do. Derrick Henry looks like Derrick Henry of old. And I'm not going to sleep on Michael Thomas this week either. Um, I I like what he did right before his little uh, minor injury that he had. You know, you combo that with uh, CeeDee Lamb, what he did last week, and and what Zach Ertz has been able to do. And then Zach Ertz is going against his old team in Philly. He's going to want to get in that end zone too. So I I I like Allen here. But I think it's going to be maybe the closest matchup of the week. Uh, I think Weston definitely puts up over 100 points. Just not really sure what Pollard's going to be able to do. And, um, you know, can can Waddle keep it up without having Tua? That's a good point. Um, that's a good point. Because in that offense, you don't really worry about Tyree Kill because it's freaking – he's a freak, right? But right. with Waddle, he's great, but he's certainly not a freak um, comparatively. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how how he's able to work. Because um, Teddy can throw a team to anybody, right? Tyreek do the rest. Yeah. But I, mean, I don't, I don't know about set plays. And you know, they are playing the Jets, um, which you know could turn into. We'll see. Um, but. I think if, if DeAndre Swift somehow is able to play, I actually like Weston winning this week. Um, but it doesn't look like he's going to be able to give it a go, and I don't blame him. Uh, so, with that being said, I'll have to agree with you. I think Allen uh, gets to three and two, and Weston slips to two and three. Um, let's look at a team that looks needs to win more than anyone, uh, and that is Team Nunnery. Uh, and he is playing me. Uh, just off the, off the rip here, I'll say that, you know, Hawkinson's bound to come back down to earth unless all those receivers for the lions are out injured again, uh, which in that case, he's still going to come way down, uh, at least from freaking, you know, wherever he is in the stratosphere to like mercury or something. Um, and then, (laughs) and then on, on Nunnery side, it's just, I think it's somewhat about just having the right lineup and having a few guys healthy. Um, to make it, you know, a pretty good game. But what you thinking here? You know, Charles, I really like your team. And, and I think this is going to be closer than than what we expect. I'm not really liking the matchups for Burrow this week uh, or, or, you know, Jamar Chase. Can Mike Williams put up what, you know, the points that he's been able to? And, and can Stevenson do what he did last week? Those are going to be question marks kind of rolling into the weekend. But we've got a Brady going through a divorce. That, to me, is scary. Um, yeah, I think that's one, a, that's one way a, or the other. I think that's a scary factor one way or the other, uh, either high pe- point potential or uh, possibly a dud. You know, and, and I think this week Nunnery's going to have the right matchup except for the tight end position. But you can never sleep on a team that doesn't really have a reliable quarterback right now, not dumping it off to the tight end here and there. So that's true. Um, I'm going to give the slight edge to you, Charles, but I do think it's going to be closer than what what we as a league 
expect out of Nunnery's team. I wouldn't be shocked if Nunnery wins, but I'm going to say I'm going give, to give you the slight edge. Okay. I'm mainly – my main concern, of course, even though he had less than three points last week, you know, I've got a Jonathan Taylor list team this week. Um, yeah. That was just ruled today. So I've went and picked up his – but I'm just not sure if I'm completely comfortable with that or not. So we're going to see what happens there. See who the hell I play at RB2. It may end up just having to be, you know, Darrell Henderson. Maybe I get lucky and get a swing pass for a touchdown or some shit. You know, at least I know he's going to get, you know, between receptions and rushes, maybe 10, 11 opportunities. I'll take that for a week. Um, and, so, and Jonathan Taylor, he's he's uh, definitively ruled out as of today. Yeah, yeah, he's he's officially not playing. It still says questionable what, on what I'm looking at, but um, but he's out. Um, okay. And and honestly, long term, I don't hate it. Uh, give him don't don't rush this man back on a short week for the long term of my fantasy <laughs> success. Right. Um, and I think last year at this time, Jonathan Taylor was like RB twenty eight, and I think he went on he definitely went on to be RB one. Um, so Damn. something to think about uh, if he can stay healthy, but. Um, but I, I do, I do like my, myself. I think I only beat Nunnery by like eight points. Um, and if, if Kareem Hunt has a sneaky good game, cause he's kind of due with all that Chubb's been doing, then I, I become concerned after the one o'clockers. Right. Um, let's look at an old school, uh, at one point, a Raleigh rivalry with, uh, a solid three and one team from Vikram. And a very, very good two and two team, uh, especially for being two and two, uh, the Mooney Tunes. Um, th- this this could be a very good matchup as well. Um, you know, I think uh, I think Brees Hall scores this week again versus the Dolphins, um, and I think he has. You know, Vikram has several other guys kind of step up. The main concern is, you know, how his team as a whole step up with Javante going on IR. Um, but I like Mooney's matchups this week, especially if, uh, Montgomery's out again with Herbert filling in and I just like his matchups. I like the fact that he's been trending and had some bullshit, tough losses scores. So, um, I'll take Mooney this week. Uh, damn. I hate that we chose both every, all the same matchups, but I, I think Mooney's do, I think very similar to Paul. Um, right. He's had some tough losses, but he's put up a lot of points. Uh, I like I like Mooney this week, and I think the the main X factor for his team is going to be um, Herbert. I, I think with Montgomery, you know, being out and the way the Bears' offense is, I expect him to kind of maybe get in the end zone, and then add in uh, maybe an AJ Dillon touchdown here. Uh, like I said, it's going to be run heavy, uh, as I just almost watched the wreck here in Concord, North Carolina. Um, but it's going to be a close matchup. I think it's going to be a ton of points. Russell Wilson going against Indy. I, I, I like that. I, I like Barkley in, in London. I, like I said, you know, quick turnarounds mean the ground game just happens to be a little bit heavier. Uh, as you mentioned with Latavius Murray in New Orleans last weekend. So give the slight edge of the Moody, but I think it's going to be really, really close. Yeah, I'm with you. And if Rashad Penny can still look like he, you know, he did. AJ Dillon and and uh, and Saquon both playing in that early morning game will be uh, will definitely be interesting. I think AJ Dillon's kind of due for a bigger game for some exposure. So that could end up being a, a potential X factor to look out for as they're those two players are going against each other, obviously. Um, so last uh. Last matchup is the is the the, the, the dad bowl, uh, which is Craven and Connor. Uh, both teams on absolute steamroll right now, to be honest. Um, St. Brown didn't practice again today for Connor. Uh, Craven kind of rode St. Brown last year and decided not to keep him this year for uh, Debo. And uh, and while Debo has been great, St. Brown's missed a game and still sixth. Six, wide receiver in fantasy insane um, yeah it is uh it is truly insane and I, and I like the way that that uh the way that connor's team is trending especially with with potential bench guys he's got but 
you know, with some opportunities that, that Craven's depth has, plus, honestly, he's just got a great lineup, especially finding Christian Kirk, who I think will be having another good week this week versus the Texans after a semi-off week last week. Um, I like Craven to win again. I like Craven to win by, let's call it, uh, let's call it 12 points. Uh, yeah, I'm with you there. Um, I think Craven does have a great week, but I'm going to go opposite of you. I think, I think Connor uh, in the Dad Bowl, um, potentially Goat League Dad of the Year, um, with this win against Craven. I just think he's got too much firepower this week with with Harris, Chubb, and Lamar Jackson right right up at the top, and then you got St. Brown coming back. That's that's scary hours for me, and then. You know, after that nasty Jacksonville Eagles game, you know, in the rain, I, I looked for Devonta Smith to get back in the end zone and have a big week like he did a couple weeks ago. So I think even though both teams are going to put up a ton of points, uh, I'm going to give the slight edge to Connor. And Connor's going to go from one loss to potentially being top of the league, which um, I don't know how the, the group me is going to be able to handle that kind of shit talking, but we, we might be there. Hey, I heard uh, – just tell Connor, I, I heard whatever beer he's, he's drinking, they recently just added more hops. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, but I, I was I was assuming that St. Brown I, – I don't know if St. Brown's going to play or not, obviously. Um, you know, if St. Brown plays this week, uh, you know, I think I, I have to reconsider but because uh, he's really freaking good. Um, but we'll kind of leave it contingency on that. Have have one that we disagree on and, and move on. But um, well, that's all the, uh, the the preview for this week. Uh, we haven't been good on our locks of the week, really that good uh, on the fantasy side. But on the NFL side, we took our first two losses last week. But I got baited by the Rams, and and you kind of got screwed by the Browns. They had several opportunities to win that football. They should have won. They should have won. Yep, they should have. Falcons suck. But they were uh, – Falcons red zone defense stepped up a couple times, uh, slash the Browns Browns. Um, but, you know, here we are. We're still 6-2 and two on the year. I uh, believe – I'm no mathematician, but that's, that's about a 75% win rate for us. That's bad. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and do my lock of the week. And, and, I, and I tell you, uh, I'm going to switch it up a little bit this week. And I am got my eyes all over – uh, the Jets Dolphins over 44 oh. points. That's a great pick, Charles. That's a great pick. Uh, I think, I think, uh, I think gone down a few points because of Tua being out. Uh, I think people see the Jets and lower the point total to again. Um, and, and, you know, I just think the defenses are not good enough. For it to be at 44. Um, you know, the Bills Dolphins was right below that. And that's because the Bills are a mostly superior team. And obviously, you know. So, anyway, kind of my reasoning behind the pick. And I potentially like the over for the Bengals Ravens game. I think uh, it, it could end up being a shootout, uh, even though some pretty good defenses there. Maybe first half under total game over if, uh, if you're feeling. Sunday evening. Uh, I, like I said, Charles, I, I think that's a phenomenal pick. I hate my lock of the week, um, and and I, I'm probably going to lose and, and drop my record down. But, you know, I, there's just something about this game that really sticks out to me. We're, we're talking about the Carolina Panthers versus the San Francisco 49ers. It's a six-and-a-half-point spread over under at 39 uh, you know, uh, but I really think I don't, I, I just don't know if Garoppolo has it in him to be able to blow a team out. I, I quite frankly, and, and I do like the Panthers defense, Charles, I think the Panthers cover plus six and a half. I'm not saying they're going to win. I, it wouldn't shock me if they did win. But I do like the Panthers to cover in Bank of America Stadium on uh, on Sunday at four o'clock. <laughs> uh, I think I think the Panthers lose 
21-17, they cover, and the under hits. Uh, that, to me, sounds like the perfect scenario um, as far as the, the gambling side of me goes. Uh, yeah. I would love yeah. to, At this point, I would Panthers might as well tank. Yeah, I think, they, I think they're, like, unintentionally tanking. Yeah, genius. <laughs> Real genius is up there. <laughs> it's like when you're watching Pinky and the Brain. They're like, one is a genius, the other is insane. It's like, which one are they talking about? <laughs> yeah. You know, and you know what's crazy is, like, Panthers got back-to-back 4 o'clock games in Charlotte. I mean, that's perfect. It's weird, but I like it. I know. I've never might, seen that. I might, I might be parading it around the, the streets of Charlotte uh, with that late of a game uh, this weekend. You might as well. Uh, Panthers prowl, so you might as well. Um, yeah. Not that you're a Panther, but you're in the city of the Panthers. No, I, I, and I hope they do well. You know, it's it's fun to cheer. Like it's, you know, as a Packers, it's like the Lions, right? You, you hope they do well, and, and you're like, man, you know. Gosh, I just I want them to get some wins, you know. Um, especially yeah. when you live here, you 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 want the the city. The Charles, the city is different when they're winning. It, it, there's no other way to describe it. It's like that in any, any NFL city. When that team is winning, there's a different type of energy. The buzz, the feel in the city is totally different. You know, if it's 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 a little crispy outside in the morning, it feels a little crispy uh, when when the buzz is going about and. Uh, you look forward to going to the game and, you know, or just being around in the city that day, whatever it may be. But, um, well, I think that just about does it for us this week. Um, uh, good luck to everybody once again. And uh, I hope everybody enjoyed our guest today and is looking forward to uh, the SACO. No doubt. Charles, Goat League, best of luck this week. We'll, we'll check in next week and uh, talk about the – the madness that ensues. Ladies on the Minche. Peace. Goat League Assemble. Goat League Assemble.